The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebyGeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the Geek Revolution. Want to know more? This is a Danger Entertainment podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike, which I could not get right last night when I recorded Wookiee Radio, which you heard before us on Sorcerer Radio. If you're listening to us on Sorcerer Radio, if you're listening to us on podcast, it doesn't mean a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you happen to listen to Wookiee Radio before us, which last week was a, a great week for all three shows. I think we have a very superb show on our own, uh, especially talking shoes, which those yeah. Tom, those Tom's shoes look awesome. Um, we had um, Weeby Geeks, uh, Dana Duray, who has appeared on some Disney shows and was in a movie that um, we were interviewing her for. And then on Wookiee Radio, we had the armorer herself, Emily Swallow. There you go. Which you was go. a blast. Um, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net, in which I am proud to say all episodes are currently on the site. <laughs> it's finally been caught up. I had time between all three websites to get over 30 shows transferred from the podcast collective to the individual show sites. Mm-hmm. Next project is to get the guest list, the, the guest images updated. 
So, um, but on the homepage, on the right hand side is our uh, affiliates. Uh, supporting them supports us. Also, to hit our new web store where, hey, word balloon hats are available. Get them while you can. I still need to get one myself for. For my stuff and then uh, me personally I like the gray hat that's got the c- color on the underside of the bill mm-hmm. and I'm probably looking at the red one for that one yeah because I have yellow for Wookie Radio and I'll probably go the royal blue for Weeby Geeks when I update my Weeby Geeks hat but I really like that particular hat that gray hat it's really nice yeah. uh, also to support um, our partners at Heroes and Villains um, I'm hoping they come out with some new uh, new Marvel stuff I would love to see a shield line or shield versus hydra line where there's both a shield backpack and a hydra backpack <laughs> i would be all for that that would be awesome um use the code field agents all one word for 15 percent off your first purchase so that said and done oh and follow us on social media at mighty marvel geeks except for twitter twitter is at Marvel Geeks. So, exclusive announcement from Marvel.com on their website. Um, Kurt Busick's new ongoing series, The Marvels, is coming. Yes. <laughs> now, this may... Uh, the biggest, wildest, most sprawling series to ever hit Marvel Universe, the Marvel Universe arrives. Uh, it's a series that's going to be telling stories that spans decades and range from intense adventure to intense human drama, from street level to cosmic to superstars of tomorrow. Uh, Kurt Busick and Yildari Sinar, Kinar, um, begins a new chapter in the 616. Uh, the first issue, it's going to include an invasion from orbit, a picnic in Prospect Park, superhero sightseeing in Manhattan, um, the all-winner squad in 1947, Reed Richards during his time in military intelligence, cosmic beings beyond space and time, and that's only for starters. Uh, it's going to feature Captain America, Spider-Man, the Punisher, Human Torch, Storm, Black Cat, Golden Age Vision, Arrow, Iron Man, Thor, and introducing two new characters um, that will um, be in the opening act of a thrilling ongoing series that will take us across the Marvel Universe and beyond. Um, so, plus, who or what is Kashum? Sounds intriguing. Yeah. Um, so, it, it's... I'm excited for this. I mean, it sounds like a very cool book. You know, and is I, I, I'm loving that. You know, they're they're doing such deep dives because, like, there's only one book that I read where there was a mention of Reed Richards being in the military, and he was in the military at least if they if they keep it like the, uh, in in this era that um, Reed Richards served in the military during the same time. Right. Nick Fury. Well, according according to this article, um, yeah. the first issue starts out in Southeast Asia in 1947. Oh. Uh, when trouble was brewing, uh, we also get to see Reed Richards before the first uh, Fantastic Four flight. Flash Thompson in the Army. Classic 1970s Thor and Iron Man fighting monsters and more. Uh, well, we see the near future. We see an unusual tour of Manhattan. We see the Punisher. We see the return of possibly the least expected Peter David character ever. All that and more in 30 pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 30 pages. Expect this first issue to be $4.99, maybe $5.99. Um, 
So yeah, I, I'm stoked. Is that uh, when is that going to start? Uh, this May. Okay. Yeah, and this story wasn't originally in our show notes, but you know, I, I think it kind of fits since the show uh, is going to drop shortly after Valentine's Day. Um, it's the Marvel's Runaway, the cast top eleven relationship advice because we all know dating a superhero or villain isn't as always easy as it seems. Mm, no. So, uh, number one is proceed with caution. Uh, and this came from Craig Sulkin. Uh, he goes, my advice to anyone who's looking to date anyone with a dinosaur is to make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Okay. Point, point made. <laughs> uh, number two, communicate and communicate some more. Uh, good yeah. thing is, according to Ryan Sands, uh, good thing is we have evil in common. We understand each other. When angels had a particular, particularly evil day, we could pick up that vibe and be like, hey, let's just talk it out. How was that sacrifice for you today? It's all about communication. Um, yes, communication is key. Uh, echoed Angel Parker. What was the sacrifice for you, baby? We don't consider ourselves evil. We're just trying to maintain the status quo. So apparently these are the characters saying, saying this, not. Not the actors. Right. So, uh, number three, embrace their powers. What makes them, what makes them unique? And number four, but don't forget a pair of shades or makeup wipes. Um, according to Virginia Gardner, get used to seeing them have really weird powers. Also, get used to getting black lipstick all over your face when you're dating a goth badass. Oh, practice your powers together. Now, that's just sweet right there. Yeah. Hmm. Now, Lyrica Okano says, my dating tip for when you're trying to date a gorgeous rainbow glowing being is that the happier, the more excited she is, the brighter she will become. Be aware of that. Maybe wear sunglasses. Also, if she's about to fly, stay out of her way. Okay. Yep, noted. Uh, number five, ground them with normalcy. Allegra Acosta says, definitely let them be. They have so much on their plate. Don't push any buttons because they'll power up. Keep it normal since they want normalcy in their relationships. Okay. Noted. Uh, number six, be flexible and respect their work. Renzi Feliz notes, if you're going to date a superhero, have a flexible schedule. You're going to be in and out at any moment. The dinner date is not going to take precedence over saving California. If you put things aside and make Maybe go without them for a week or two, then you'll be happy. Any feedback on any of this? Well, I would say having read Daredevil for many, many years, uh, some of that, I would say, makes sense. But I think that uh, there's a little bit, it's not as easy as they're all making it out to be. And I was wrong. These are the actual actors stating what their characters would do or stating Uh, stuff from the show. Because the next one is don't attack your partner. Number seven. Number eight, unless maybe you have alien help. Uh, According to James Marsters. Mm hmm which we know from Buffy. Yeah. Uh, she shot me. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going to get good advice. And of course, uh, Ever Carradine says, we don't have a healthy relationship. I guess don't shoot your spouse. But if you do, be smart enough like me to get an alien to bring him back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I just finished the series last weekend, and it is nuts. Uh, I still got to get through two and three. I haven't had a chance to catch up yet. And uh, I will tell you, it made me pine for... Uh, uh, cloak and dagger even more. 
Oh, it wow. really did, yeah. Uh, number number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. Uh, never compare. Uh, Arlia Bauer says, "Don't compare yourself to them. They have super strength, but you have to be. But you may be more responsible at washing dishes. Both are equally important in a relationship." Are they? <laughs> Hey, uh, this wasn't on the onion, was it? No, this is on no. Marvel.com. Okay. okay. I'm just just confirming. Uh number ten, don't be quick to act. Remember your priorities. Uh Brittany Ishibashi is saying we still work on communication and trust. Uh James Yagashi, we move past our initial impulses. Uh both Robert and Tina know what they have to do to move forward. Uh Robert's willing to do anything to avenge his daughter. Um that's sexy. But really, that's really good feel for a relationship. Let's remember what made us work so and so strong in the first place. And then uh, the last one is support each other, even if you disagree. Uh, to keep a strong relationship, even if you're a villain-like or your plans are ill-conceived, let's say the Yorks are constantly putting together a united front, even when we disagree, uh, remarked Brigid Brana. Uh, we stay together and stay on board to keep our family starting with us together, supporting one another, no matter what one of us does. Uh, and we do some stuff, and we do it together, where hashtag Team Yorks. So that's relationship advice for or, sh- or after Valentine's Day from Runaways, the TV series. Honestly, <laughs> the only relationship advice that I would take from anybody in the Marvel Universe would be either Aunt May <laughs> or Reed or Sue Richards. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, I was about to say Luke, Luke Cage. Well, you know, I, I, I can hit, I can handle that. I would say Luke, not necessarily Jessica. But no, Luke. no, Luke, yes, Luke. definitely Luke. R- Reed and Sue. Aunt Reed, May. Sue, Luke, and Aunt May. There's that four. I think you're right, because, yeah, everybody else, no, no, because nobody in the X, no, nobody that has, an, has anything to do with X anything, you don't want to talk to them about anything. No. It comes to a relationship. None of the ex people. Um, Steve Steve Rogers has had some issues with rela- – Steve Rogers, he's a sensible guy, but he's not that good in relationships. No, he's not. He's not that good in relationships. No. Uh, See, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, I, I mean, the, the, the term it's complicated is, is kind of like saying somebody struck by lightning is feeling under the weather when you're talking about Marvel characters relationships. Right. Wow, you, that is crazy that in all the Marvel universe, we can only come up with four people. Well, Ben, Ben Grimm. Yeah, you can do that. Well, you know, he's he's had good examples. He's had good. That's true. So we got five people out of everybody in the Marvel universe that we feel comfortable taking in relationship advice from what about peter and mary jane oh no 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 oh, oh Dude, no uh-uh. do you even marvel bro I do. no no <laughs> no I, I i i mean okay it's a beautiful relationship don't get me wrong yes but peter parker it, it, yeah but you you take the good and you take the bad oh no you don't i know what you're about to say and then you have spider-man's wife 
they're not are they officially married now because you know they were married and then they kind of weren't and then they just kind of like well see that's what i'm talking about about, how many times have you seen reed and sue on again off again they're married not they're not married etc etc they've had their difficulties but they've always stuck together they've always yes that's what i said no marriage is going to be a hundred percent perfect no no about about rogan gambit (laughs) wait 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 yeah not not yet not Not yet. yet they ain't been together long enough for that I mean, they're they're certainly devoted. I I, I need yeah, to give them a, their own way. a year or two. I need to give them a, another year or two to see how that how that goes. Cause right. they're the only ex anybody that I would even take relationship advice from. Cause as solid a guy as Colossus is, no. I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> uh, that 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 took some cajones of steel. <laughs> Um, and we we ain't doing Cyclops. We ain't talking about him. Oh no, no he's out. No, of no, he he couldn't even tell the difference between a clone and his. Anyway, I'm I'm anyway. Y'all already know. Hey, that that's a that's a short sighted conversation with Cyclops. Anyway, <laughs> I got my eye on you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. Okay, now how about since this had been previously in the past, uh, a pick of the week. Deadpool and and his wife. Oh, now Deadpool, he's crazy, but he is devoted as all get out. He's married to a demon, dude. What? Yeah. Wouldn't you be? Well, yeah. I I mean, it's it's not necessarily a devotion. It's fear. Well, hey, if you're going to have your relationship go to heck, why not? I mean... Uh, let's see now that blows a hole don't take relationship advice. i wouldn't take relationship advice from deadpool because deadpool deadpool uh, somehow tacos or chimichangas are going to be involved well it is you for take, dinner you don't take advice from deadpool anyway no 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 it makes me want to go back and uh, go back and read that uh deadpool where he was trying to join the uh Heroes for Hire back in the 70s and he had yeah. the Afro. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which was a MU pick one yes. one week. Yes. So we're, just, we're recording on a Thursday. Hey, this is our throwback Thursdays. <laughs> um, now, from a site, which I'm not familiar with the site, I need to become more familiar with the site. It's not We Got This Covered, is it? Please, no. Even though they, they put out a story that had me so excited. It's like, God, maybe this is something they will get right, but I think they're going to be by the way of, oh, like a WDW News Today. I say that. Um, where they might have an aspect right, but wrong, but still wrong in their story. Mm-hmm. And, and the story I saw is Dr. Afra. Maybe she'll be in Mandalorian, but I don't think it's going to be the Mandalorian that's going to cause a spinoff seri- series. I think it'd be Cassian Andor, that show, that would cause a spinoff series yeah. of her. Anyway, but no, this is not the story. It's from what's on Disney Plus dot com. And uh, they're talking that um, maybe there's an Agents of Atlas series coming. Man, I squeed when I read that. Now, they're taking their report from Geeks Worldwide, which I'm not familiar with them either. But, hey, there's a lot of things out there. And 
pulling up the story from Geeks Worldwide. They say this is an exclusive to them, which is fine. Um, with Shang-Chi posed to launch a new franchise from Marvel Studios, uh, they have already found the project that will pursue next for the, they will pursue next for the character. Uh, the author of this story is saying Agents of Atlas is in development and it's unclear whether it'll be a movie or a Disney Plus show. But Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings will be used to set it up. Well, it makes sense. In, I mean, in the comics, the agents of Atlas are headed up by a guy that's already been introduced in the MCU. Right. Mm-hmm. Agent Wu. Woo. 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 No, I'm sorry. That'd be if it was played by Ric Flair. Yeah. Agent Wu. <laughs> um, which is a possibility. So th- could this mean maybe at the beginning of phase five could be agents of Atlas or would it be easy? I would almost rather see this be a uh, Disney plus series. I think you could do this as a Disney plus series pretty well. Right. Because, you know, it's Shang-Chi and the rest of the agents, unless there's something that I'm not, that, that I have just missed, they aren't really spectacularly over the top powers wise. Right. Now, according to the rest of this one paragraph, um, along with Wu, you would also have uh, Shang-Chi Arrow, who's a Chinese heroine with wind powers, uh, who has just recently come back in the comics, I believe. Uh, Braun, a.k.a. Amadeus Cho, the former Hulk. Yes. Silk, a Spider-Man ally, among other Asian characters. Really? Okay. Braun slash Hulk slash Cho. That would be really, and I'm, let me rephrase this. It would be a more budget friendly show concept. Yeah. It would be more like along the lines of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than like, say, WandaVision or, or Loki or whatever. Just, and so that makes me think it could be more applicable towards a Disney Plus. If that's the case. Do you bring in Quake, who won Chloe Bennett, whose real name is Chloe Wang? Yes. Asian. And in the show, her mother was Asian. Right. Right. Could she be tied in as well since the show's about to wrap, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s about to wrap this summer? I think that the show wrapping up allows her to basically be transplanted into other MCU endeavors. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet if, if any of the characters from agents of shield are going to be permanently transferred. Like say, I could see Quake cameoing or guest starring, maybe even a recurring character. Right. But she would be one of the main characters. Right. Right. And Agent May, if we're going to bring in Quake, we might as well bring in her, too. Well, I think with May, whatever she's doing with um, with Coulson and wrapping that, I think we're seeing we're going to see the end of her career with S.H.I.E.L.D. with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That that's my speculation there. That's possible. So, but it, no, but yeah, I think I think this show itself would be more. I think it would be more feasible as a Disney Plus series. 
than it would a movie. Yes, I, I mean, agree. you could do it as a movie. That's no problem. But why did the Avengers do so well as a move as movies? Because you had established all the other care, all the characters with the with very small exceptions. They were established in other movies. True. So yeah. you didn't have to spend a lot of time recapping who they were or, you know, giving backstory. Like right. You knew who Tolson was. You knew who Nick Fury was. You knew who basically was there any care? Maria Hill. Yeah. I don't remember her in any of the movies before that. Go, I just could be like, you know, um, except from CRS. Can't remember stuff. Doesn't, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, agent Sitwell show up. No, no, agent Sitwell showed up in the TV show before he showed up in the movie. I think I remember Sitwell showing up in one of the one shots. Yeah. Post Avengers. Mm. Well, you know, here's the thing. I'll uh, this is one of the reasons why I hope that this does become a uh, Disney Plus series. I feel, well, in my opinion, I think that Agents of Shield sort of served as a way of being the layman's view of the Marvel Universe. True, you just true. You're not necessarily right up in it, but you, Agents of Shield allowed you to see the day to day stuff of what it was like to be in a world of superheroes, especially as the series progressed. Right, and, and I think that I feel like much much like how the uh, Marvel comics has levels so you know you got the street level then you got this you got this cosmic level you got this world threatening level you know so you have all these different levels to the heroes and the world as you experience it through the books i feel like you need that through the shows as well and i think if you because like so like right now we don't have a street level you know that's gone we and the and, and uh, the Agents of Shield does necessarily count as street level. It's sort of like a little bit above that. So, but we don't. Once that's gone, everything that we have is like world level and above. Yeah, I right. Think you, I think you need those different levels of experience because it kind of gives you a fuller experience of what the Marvel universe is. Yeah, you need to you they have gotten big story. Mm-hmm. You know, the they've gotten really big picture stuff. You need to zoom in on the smaller pictures. Exactly. I thought that's one thing that Agents of Shield did pretty well is what uh the Netflix Marvel shows did really well. And I think a return to that would be great and that's that's Agents of Atlas could become the next Agents of Shield. Right. That that's what I would love to see. I really would. You know, especially especially if you know when we got Agents of Shield, you no know, things really didn't get okay. So we kind of had a galactic cosmic thing going on. You no know, after you no know, because of what happened in uh, the Avengers, mm-hmm. but we now have magic. You got magic. You got cosmic. We got gods. We got all this stuff going on now, and I think it helps. Just you know, we you you need something to kind of keep it you know grounded a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think you hit on it when you said it's the layperson perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you've got the totally awesome Hulk as part of this lineup, but I mean, you're still not on. 
on God level power stuff. Right. right. So I think this could this could fill that Agents of Shield role. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know the comics, the the uh, Agents of Atlas uh, books are fun. You know that it's kind of cool to see that uh, Shield isn't the only game in town. You know. Yeah. At least as far as the good guys go. Right. I mean, I, I agree with all that, but um, I think I think this would be a cool show to have. Uh, and to me, if the majority of the characters are Asian. I, I'm cool with that. I mean, it, it's what the group's about. Mm-hmm. And even if you did bring in Danny Rand into it because of his Asian influence, mm-hmm. even though the character's white, he still fits in. Yeah. He could still be a part of this. Because by the time this show would potentially be available, the um, non-competes done. That is true. Yeah. But it's uh, we got we what I think I think that show got canceled in it was either September or April of 2018. So yeah. I mean, sorry, September, October, September, October. I think so. It can happen. It, it can easily happen. I I would love to see it happen personally. Yeah. So you know, J- Jimmy Woo deserves some. Uh, he he deserved to have a little more screen time than what he got in Ant Man. So right. You no. Know, but I mean, let's let's take a look at another shield agent who was barely even a footnote before you know, at one point in time a uh, man by the name of Phil Coulson or if you believe other people his first name's agent <laughs> <laughs> exactly you, uh, dude okay you right when you started saying it I was just thinking that like you know we we need another you need to sort of a Phil. Uh, you need a Phil Coulson to sort of be that. I don't know voice. You right. know, mm-hmm. it, it is seen through. Um, <laughs> that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brave, brave Sir Robin is trying to send me a text message. Um, it, it just seemed to me that through like some of the Avengers movies. Well, okay, through the first one anyway. Uh, but primarily through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Coulson was kind of like our window into this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we basically were seeing it through his lens. And yeah. I think sometimes you need that. You need somebody to basically stand in for you in, in a particular show or a movie. Because yeah. like, uh, like case in point, the Star Wars movies, especially the original trilogy, um, it was done primarily through the perspective of the droids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's essentially property, they, you know, droids are not they're not really of any significant importance Mm-mm. to the to the community at large. Right. And so you kind of need the everyman. You really you had it. You had it with Coulson. I think with Agents of Atlas, you could have it with Wu. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of a writing device that you see. I mean, it's been around for the longest time. I mean, the like the Greek uh Playwrights, you would see a lot of these stories about the gods through the eyes of the everyman character, you know, yeah. and um, and that's that's something that's kind of you, you've you've seen it, you know, go through novels and movies and TV shows, and 
it, it takes these larger larger than life characters and incredible situations and makes it more accessible. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can relate. You can relate to the person, the everyman. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how you comprehend things like you know a super soldier or a a Norse god or whatever. Right. Right. It it helps you get a handle on it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you because otherwise you'll end up with way um, Tony Stark was in Iron Man 2. Or was it 3? Iron Man 3. Yes. Basically, when he had PTSD because he didn't want to deal with anyone because he was too busy trying to process that there was such as gods. You know, and aliens. Correct. So, um, trying to think from there, we go to how about an exclusive debut of all new Hasbro Bend and Flex short Shield of Screams to premiere on February 21st on Marvel HQ. Now, Marvel HQ, uh, is the YouTube channel featuring superhero favorites, including Black Panther and Shuri, um, and others. Well, starting February 12th through February 19th, fans could check out a special Marvel HQ YouTube takeover, Best of Avengers, featuring full-length episodes of the second season of Marvel's Avengers Assemble uh, that follow the Avengers as they try and stop Thanos from using the Infinity Stones to cause titanic levels of devastation. Uh, Coming to Marvel HQ is the second installment of Bend and Flex, a Marvel and Hasbro animated short uh, featuring bendable, flexible, Marvel-inspired action figures. The newest episode, Shield of Screams, will premiere on the 21st. Sees Captain America pleasantly surprised when Spider-Man bakes him some patriotic cupcakes. Of course, that's what you do for him on July 4th. There you go. If you don't do cookies. Um, Breaking their treat is... But their treat is interrupted when Venom breaks in and steals Cap's shield, leading to an epic chase throughout Avengers Tower. Now, speaking of the cupcakes, did I tell you guys about, I mean, did we talk about this around July 4th last year? Mm. You know, there's that meme that goes around. Remember, on July 3rd, leave out milk and cookies for Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we did. We talked about that, right? We did, yes. For listeners who are just joining us for the first time or have joined us since that, there's that meme that goes around every year. Well, I showed it to my daughter, showed it to my wife, said, we should do this for fun. And I thought I made it clear that, you know, this is kind of cool. Let's do this as the joke it is. Mm -hmm. And let's uh, set out cookies, quote unquote, for Captain America. My daughter thought I was serious or thought it was serious. Don't is right. <laughs> when it comes that comfortable conversation. Yeah. Oh, we had that uncomfortable conversation. It's like, honey, we said it was a joke. It was an Internet joke. Yeah, just not enough. Uh but, um, you know, I, I kind of want to get into these games. Uh, Kylan, you mentioned this, and I'm going to now have a story from our friends over at Pop Insider. Um, I want I want to hear you talk about uh, this Kickstarter Marvel has going for their Marvel United game. Oh, okay. So, so uh, a lot of you, uh, a lot of you guys out there are you know Kickstarter is this uh, website that people can crowdsource uh, to get funds for 
projects like you know people have done it for movies they've done it for books you see it a lot for games and that sort of thing um but uh marvel jumped in and they decided that they were going to uh see i guess crowdsource for a new game uh that is a um and and, and actually it's it's completely funded already it's called and actually, I'm trying to find the story there. Hold on a second. Do you want me to pop up the story from uh, Pop Insider for you? Yeah, I want to, because there, there are some of the details I want to make sure I'm getting all that correct. Um, but, yeah, so the thing, and this is, I, I've never seen, uh, while, while I'm waiting, thanks. While I'm waiting, uh, so I will say that I have not seen uh, a big company do this. No, and I've backed my share of Kickstarters, but usually it's with, Independent gaming companies or artists are you know, looking to you know, produce uh, a special project CD or that sort of thing. Uh, but Marvel got this. They jumped in and this thing be funded. They've hit almost all their stretch goals. Um, so here is – so with, with Kickstarter, like if you invest X amount of money, wherever it may be, at whatever level it is, you'll get – you're guaranteed certain uh, perks, and on top of those perks, if those, if whatever the project is, continues to earn funds and it goes past certain levels, they get these things called stretch goals. So that being said, um, for this particular game, which is a mini, it's a board game with miniatures, and these are miniatures that you can paint. So. All the people who love doing that sort of thing, um, like our friend of the show, Brian Kessinger, if yep. you follow him on uh, Instagram, he loves painting those things. I have my hats off to him. I, I'm not that talented, but I am looking to back this Kickstarter. So we'll see what happens. That being said, um, so fans who pledge $60 uh, will receive the Marvel United Core Box and all applicable stretch goal rewards, which are unlocked through the campaign. Now, every backer who pledges more than 60 will receive three additional Kickstarter exclusive minifigures, uh, Nick Fury, Hawkeye, and Corvus Glaive. And uh, a Kickstarter exclusive comp- expansion pack, which features the Infinity Gauntlet, which is a $30 add-on. And that's the other thing. There are add-ons that you can purchase in addition to what you've uh, invested for Kickstarter. Okay, I was- This reminds me of the old Hero Clicks. Yeah, to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah. Now, I want to I want to correct this story because it says on the Kickstarter page, pledge 60 or more and you get the Fury, Hawkeye and, and Glaive characters. Right. And after if you keep raising your bid by $30 or your your bid, your your pledge, uh, there are $30 buy ins uh, like optional buy, uh, which I think you meant just mentioned the Infinity Gauntlet um, mm-hmm. set. And then there is another $30 buy. Um, maybe this is all part of the same third edition. So if you go $90, you get the Infinity Gauntlet set as well, which has got Thanos, uh, Proxima, Ebony Maw, and Black Dwarf. Black Dwarf. 
Um, yeah. And then with the stretch goals at the moment, you're also going to get Iron Fist, Mockingbird, Luke Cage, Moon Knight, Black Cat, Bullseye, War Machine, Miss Marvel, um, Sholo, or <laughs> Shield Solo Mode, Shang-Chi, and Blade, and Modok. That's how far we have gotten so far. Yes. Um, and on top of that, uh, let me see that, that, the other thing about this is, um, wow, what, this game is, so the, the figures themselves look, they could look cutesy. Like, if you look at them, the figures are kind of big, now, large head, small body, but this game is for 14 and up. So, the game itself, like, I, you know, as far as the gameplay itself, we don't know what that's like, but this is a game. This is a legitimate game. So it's, it looks like it, with it being a Marvel game, it's going to be fun, of course. But uh, it's also, it's not just, uh, it's not going to be cheaply made. It's not going to be just something that is kind of out there just for them to you know, put something out there and put Marvel's name on it. Right. Um, and I mean, you're gonna. I mean, there there's gonna be a ton of characters, and you know, if you if you wanted to put together a force, you could probably put together a force. If you wanted to put, uh, if you wanted to put the Night Stalkers together, you could do that. Uh, you know, th- there's gonna be and there's gonna be all levels of heroes and villains and. I, 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 I'm just like I'm just looking at the kick, looking at the Kickstarter page alone. I mean, this is going to be huge. It's going. It, that's that's the only way I can describe it. It's going to be huge. Uh, this is actually being produced by uh, uh, Come On Games, uh, which is it's not a company that I'm familiar with, but they're the ones who are tasked with. Uh, creating this game, um, the the board game was designed by award-winning and cult game a uh, cult favorite game designer Eric Lane, who's behind Blood Rage, which is an awesome game, Cthulhu, uh, Death May Die, right, and Rising Sun, and uh, Andrea Chiaravizio, who was created Kingsburg. So for a lot of people, and there's a big community of people who love their board games. Those names are huge. Right. Uh, the game is, this game will be set to ship March of 2021, so you're going to have about a year or so to make space in your game library uh, when these start to ship. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this, I, th- this was huge. Like, I just, my, I just heard about this on yesterday, and I number one, I don't understand how I missed it to be honest with you <laughs> but uh how many days are left with this um let me see i'm uh, bringing it up now because i yeah. mean they're over 530,000 uh, right now is at 582,160 dollars uh with 19 days ago and it's just <laughs> 9,000 backers there's 8,955 backers on this project right now. Wow. And this just started it's twenty two days so it just started three days ago. Just started three days and ago, but you and they're already almost all the way through their stretch goals because I think the last one's at six hundred and thirty five thousand. Yes. Yes. I mean Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean this I mean so for hitting the stretch goal it looks like uh for hitting the five hundred and eighty thousand mark. 
You're getting uh, Modoc. You're getting Ant Man. Ant Man's the last one. Ant Man's the last. Yeah, Ant Man. So Ant Man would be at six hundred thirty thousand. At you can't tell me they're not going to hit six hundred thirty thousand. I already know. You yeah. know. Yeah. Well, to continue on with games, mm-hmm. guess what's now available for pre-order? Hmm. What was that, Eric? A pony? Not your little pony. Sorry. Um, well, I, I am always going to ask answer that when you ask. Guess. One uh, of these days, I'll be right. A thumb wrestling. Um, a thumb wrestling. Um, uh, Professor Xavier and Daredevil? No. No? Okay. How about from uh, who's making the Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix? Marvel Avengers. Oh, okay. Uh, it's officially been re- announced. There will be three versions of the game, all set for release on September 4th. A standard version, a deluxe edition, and the Earth's Mightiest edition. Um, both the deluxe and Earth's Mightiest editions come with 72-hour early access to the game. Uh, the deluxe edition also includes some in-game bonus items, including exclusive Obsidian Outfit Pack with six hero outfits and six exclusive Obsidian nameplates. Now, while that's tempting, and of course, this comes to us from our friends at the Pop Insider, um, the Earth's Mightiest Edition comes with a copy of the Deluxe and a 12-inch Gentle Giant Captain America statue, an exclusive steelbook case, mm. a Hulk bobblehead, a Molnir keychain, Black Widow's belt buckle, Iron Man's prototype armor blueprints, and... Kamala Khan's Honorary Avenger Pen and a commemorative Avengers Group photo. Okay. Now, standard edition, you already have the keychain. Because I'm worthy. Keychain they show is a lot different. I like yours better. Well, there you go. I think this this keychain's based more on the Molnir from the game. Okay. Possibly. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Now, the standard edition is available on all three formats, PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam. For fifty nine ninety nine, uh, there are also uh, now the deluxe edition is available on PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam for seventy nine ninety nine. The Earth's Mightiest Edition, which you can get for PlayStation only, I believe. Uh, let me double check that Xbox One. No, you can get it for Xbox One or for PS Four. Um, a hundred and nine. Let me look this up. Right, it's the physical copy with everything. One ninety nine ninety nine. Ain't gonna happen. I, you know, it feels 109. Maybe, but no. Now, PS4 also has a exclusive uh, digital edition, which is pulling up at 69.99. You know, and you know, mind you, I, you know, I have not gotten. I, I, I'm not that. I, I, I am a tech. I'm a technology guy. I totally am. But I always feel like if I'm buying a game, I want to hold it. I don't. You know, I, I. It makes me a little nervous if I if all I'm doing is download. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. I, now, I have. I'm okay. I am okay downloading. Sorry, Eric. No, no, no. You're you're good. Uh, right, go ahead. No, no go. My only problem with downloading complete digital versions mm-hmm. is the fear that they that somebody like at Sony or Microsoft or whatever 
could one day just say, all right, well, you don't have it anymore. It's kind of like it's kind of like your subscription to Netflix. Netflix will rotate stuff in and out. Right. And if it's one of your favorite movies, they're rotating out. You're just SOL. That's true. Or if you're in the middle of a TV series and it's rotating out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So now I now I uh, I'm hoping I don't know if this has even been said, but I uh, I'm hoping that as this game progresses, that there will be DLC for additional characters to be added and additional missions and whatnot. I would hope that would be awesome. I would hope. You know, I mean, you know, I I will be able to bring in. Um, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones, and you know, yeah. was Dare, Dare, Daredevil was Daredevil ever an Avenger? I'm sure he was at one point. I think it was at one point. Yeah. So I mean, most of the of the Marvel superheroes have been Avengers at one point or another. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, pardon the interruption. Here are the picks of the week. I guess we're at that time. I guess so. Eric, won't you uh, start us off? First pick of the week. Okay, and just because there seem to be a lot of these this week, I'm starting off with a second printing. It is X-Force number five, second printing, by Ben Percy, Joshua Kassara, and Dustin Weaver. Deadly choices carry dark consequences. First, Domino and Forge have to pick up the pieces as the team faces a major setback. Then, Beast takes matters into his own hands when a new piece of new technology threatens the safety of the nation. And I chose this just because it's got Forge on the on the cover, and I really like Forge. Okay. Kylan, your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week is Marvel's Black Widow. Prelude uh, number two of two, and uh, uh, so so uh, this person got paid by the word because it says um, it's it's brought to us by Peter David and Carlos Villa, and it just says Marvel's Black Widow Prelude. So I can tell you there's going to be part two of a two book series, and if you read part one, then you'll get to finish the story with part two, and you'll be all set for when. Uh, Marvel's Black Widow hits a uh, big screen, which will be in March, I believe, right? I think so. Uh, well, my first pick of the week is also a second printing, um, and it is Avengers number 29. So apparently it was a pretty big issue that it deserved a second printing. Star Brand Reborn, part three, the rise of the war, wind- war widow. The battle of the Star Brand heats up like a supernova as Captain Marvel goes toe-to-toe with Fire Lord. Ghost Rider races the Silver Surfer, and Brode Thor tries to eat the Avengers. Avengers. Meanwhile, Black Widow kicks much butt in her outer in outer space with a old new weapon in her arsenal. That's right, the Black Widow plus War Machine armor, all new, all deadly War Widow. And this is by Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Well, of course, everybody's getting a whole War Machine armor. I still like the Punisher best in it. He fit. He really fit. Yes. Yeah. Punisher was awesome. So, Eric, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Revenge of Cosmic Ghost Rider number three of five, written by Dennis Hallam and art by Scott Hepburn. Solar systems quake as the Cosmic Ghost Rider goes toe-to-toe with the mysterious head of the galaxy's biggest crime syndicates. 
With nothing left to lose, will Cosmic Ghost Rider be able to come out on top, or will his fire go out in a final brutal blaze of glory? Plus, all new secrets of the Cosmic Ghost Rider's origin revealed. Okay. Kylan, your um, second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is a second printing as well. It is Fallen Angels number five, uh, brought to us by Brian Edward Hill. Zyman Kadransky and Ashley Witter. Hark, more angels fall. Husk and Bling join Psylocke and company on their mission to stave off Apoth and his children. Then Cable turns on X-23. Well, that's not good. Okay. No, that's not good at all. Uh -uh. Well, my second pick of the week is another intern special. (laughs) Uh, From C.M. McGuire, A. Guerrero, and Paul Pope. It's Ghost Spider number seven. And I love the cover on this. Yes. And this is one I would love to pick up. I'm probably going to pick up for Zoe just so she could have it. Um, because we, we've told friends and family. I don't know if I told you guys, but I'm going to tell it to everyone. Zoe is taking her Royal Academy of Dance level one ballet exams in March. Oh. And I think this would be a really cool because it's almost a dancer's pose that this this would be really cool for her to have. Even even if I even if she doesn't read it, this would be one that would love to just stick in a frame and and mount as is or or figure out how to print this cover. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you know what this reminds me of that pose it reminds me of like in Cirque du Soleil when yes. you've got the performers that are like they're they're hanging on through these well look like really long curtains. Yeah, mm-hmm. the silks. The silks. Yeah, I, that's exactly what it looks like to me. But supposedly this Gwen Stacy has a dance background as well, and I think that's one of the things that Zoe likes about her. Well, that's just perfect because mm-hmm. you notice her shoes are are kind of ballet esque. Yes, right. So, or the early shoes, but I noticed these are now more of a almost like a running flat type flexible shoe. So, um, Eric, back to you for your final pick of the Third, week. Final regular pick of the week is Conan the Barbarian, lucky number 13, by Jim Zub, Rohe Antonia, and E.M. Gist. And I probably just completely massacred the pronunciations of everybody but Jim Zub because I know how he pronounces his name because <laughs> I listened to the time that he was on this show. Anyway, I'm digressing. Into the Crucible as the march to Kitai begins. Conan has faced many foes since leaving Samaria, but the greatest challenge lies ahead. A perfect jumping on point for new readers as Conan finds himself in a city in the mystical Utarakuru, further on the eastern border than the young barbarian has ever traveled. And with a new city comes new dangers. Unfamiliar with the language, Conan inadvertently agrees to be the latest entrant into the Great Crucible. The people of the city support their foreign champion, but what deadly traps does the Crucible hold? And what will Conan sacrifice to overcome his ordeal? Wider Jim Zub and artist Rohe Antonio lead Conan on an all-new journey as we begin a new era for the Conan the Barbarian into undiscovered country. Kylan, your final pick. My final pick is... 2020 Machine Man number one of two brought to us by Christos Gage, 
Andy McDonald, Nick Roche, and Tom DeFalco, and more. Uh, the AI uprising has begun, and Machine Man finds himself torn uh, about his place in the revolution. As the battle rages around him, will Machine Man aid mankind's fight for survival or join his robot brethren uh, to, in ushering a new age. Plus, when faced with a figure from his past, Machine Man must decide, is it time to follow his programming or his heart? Don't miss out on this epic adventure from Christos Gage and Andy McDonald. Plus, revisit Machine Man in 2020 with legendary creator and friend of the show, Tom DeFalco. Okay, well, my final pick of the week is Guardians of the Galaxy number two with Al Ewing, Juan Cabal, and Ivan Sharvin, Sharvin, uh as your creators. Peter Quill, Peter Quill fights for his life against the King of the Gods. Rocket fights alone against the legions of Hephaestus. Hephaestus. Thank you. Uh, Philavel makes a choice between love and duty with death on the line. And somewhere, a black hole bomb ticks down to zero. Guardian's first mission comes to a cataclysmic end. So, uh, almost like this is a, uh, a reboot series, kind of. Sounds almost like it. So, uh, those are our picks of the week. And, Eric, I believe you have um, the MU pick. Indeed, I do. And as as per the usual, I like to try to tie in my MU picks to either an earlier pick that we've discussed or a story that that uh, we discussed earlier in the show. So uh, today is no different because Kylan may have had 2020 Machine Man as his pick. Well, I have the original Machine Man. Uh, Machine Man Volume 1, Number 1 from April 1978. And actually, I tried to get the very fir- the origin issue where we first see Machine Man, but that actually came from uh, the Marvel adaptation of 2001 A Space Odyssey. And that was a uh, limited, limited run. It was only 10 issues. But uh, issues number eight, nine, and ten deal with his origins from, and issue eight came out in 1977, July 1977, as a matter of fact. But guess what? Marvel Unlimited does not have. Mm, so Batman. You, no, they don't have Batman either. So yes, uh-huh. yes. At, at least you didn't say a pony. So I'm good with that. <laughs> it's because you want a pony. I don't want a pony. I want the saddlebags full of money that it's carrying. Oh. Oh, okay. So, so yes, Machine Man, the Living Robot, number one from April 1978. Cover art by Jack Kirby, who also wrote it, penciled it, and is inked by Mike Royer, colored by Petra Goldberg, and editor. Oh, well, get this. It was Jack Kirby. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's going to bring us to a close for this week. Any final thoughts? Mm, no, I'm all nope, fucking. Go to your Walmart poly bags. There is a Nick Fury and Captain Marvel, and it's Captain Marvel in the Star Force costume. And it comes with a little phone booth, Lego kit, and there is a Spider Man and some like Spider Walker thing um, that you can get at Walmart. I think they run about five bucks each, four to five bucks each. 
Okay. Worth checking out. Uh, that's one thing I like about Walmart is they get all these, like, a large amount of poly bags that sit on the shelves, and they put it, put them in a, a six-foot section of a shelf in the Lego section. And these are similar to what Target puts on the, on the pegs up by the registers. But I don't, I don't remember seeing these at Target, only at, uh, only at Walmart. So check it out. It's a cool way of getting three new minifigs. As minifigs are, that's like a Lego gold right there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, um, Zoe and I both have our Veers and, and Fury. And then I've got a new Spider-Man because Zoe already had this particular Spider-Man. I did not. So, um, now I have my own Spider-Man. And I got a cool little vehicle for him to be in, too. <laughs> so... Um, that's my final thought at this point. Um, and you guys said there was nothing else. I can't think of anything. And, uh, I can't. Thursday, if you would, please. The clean slate protocol, sir? Uh, no. The other thing. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. <laughs> Activating security protocol self-destruct sequence, erasing all data from the core.